0: The, well, the episode the show called the eudaimonia podcast i'm your host mick and i
1: am don well how the hell hello. are you oh i'm mighty fine how are the mighty,
0: mighty are fine they? uh what what was the what was the thing that uh we won't get into into that i think it was something dirty anyway um how, how you how you I, I can't remember um but yeah i'm good how was your week any any scandals any news Week, week has been good, week has been interesting, um,
1: yeah, I, I don't have an awful lot to report, but I suppose, in a sense, looking at the way the world is going, it seems to be getting better before it gets worse, uh, but it's keeping me entertained anyway, um, on the sidelines, I'm keeping myself very busy, preoccupied with, with projects, and college, and work, and everything, so I'm very busy, frankly, um, so I, I'm not really paying terribly much attention to the outside world, but at the same time, it is funny when you turn on the news and you see different things happening, like Trump getting impeached and stuff. And it's 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 quite well, humorous, Rudy.
0: Well, in, okay. So th- this episode will is we're we're recording this episode a couple of days before we actually release it. So um, it'd be kind of interesting to see how <laughs> how well this ages, right? And to see if it actually happens or if it doesn't. Last last I heard, which isn't uh, which wasn't maybe it was yesterday. Um he didn't actually he wasn't getting impeached. They were like talking about discussions about impeaching him. Um and that it was up to the vice president um to really make the call and then if that didn't work out and I believe the Democrats were gonna take their their side of the action to make sure that it would happen. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if you heard anything else.
1: I haven't, no. I haven't really been paying that much attention to it, to be frank. Um I just know there's an awful lot of angry writers and People who yeah, are very upset about it and, and stuff. That's and, that's uh, a
0: that's a strange one, isn't it? Like um, like even even after the fact, I, I I won't I'll I won't forget. Like even though Trump kind of took his a step back from those actions, and he was like I'm st- I stand with the police and everything, and he was saying everything calm, and he was telling everyone to be calm and everything. His his final remarks were always like, "But we were robbed." We were robbed, and it's like, what are people gonna do? Like, if people are actually following you heavily, and you tell, and you you like tell them that they were robbed, they're gonna respond in a certain way, right? So, it's kind of weird the way that was working. It's kind of like he didn't want it to happen, but if it happened, it still kind of made him happy that they were rioting for him.
1: I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he's he's a person who's kind of like no matter what, no matter what the outcome, he'll have an angle and a strategy for. Some sort of like a, uh, some sort of like a crusade. So with a lot of people, they'll have like, oh, we're going to win the election, and that'll be it. But if I win or if I lose, well, then I gotta just you know dust myself down and kind of get back with my my life as I was before I was a presidential candidate and president too. So I don't think he has the ability to do that, um, you know, for various reasons, I suppose. And no matter what happened, I suppose with the with that individual in particular, he'll just go on anyway and continue as will supporters and, and non-supporters and there was a lot of people there just for a laugh because they knew there was going to be a bit of anarchy you know so mm-hmm. um, it's but a- there's a
0: lot of there's a lot of people that were in that riot that another point that kind of made me chuckle right was they did the riot they were all like very much into the whole riot now saying okay one thing to say was definitely it was entertaining seeing it from the outside but I I, I assume it was quite a scary time for people that were actually around there um, because you know, people tweeting and everything saying that uh, they were going to take hostages um, and all that. It's not pleasant to see. It's not pleasant to hear. But at this side of the pond, it was more entertaining. It was kind of like watching a movie more than anything. But what I'm, what I wanted to say was just, you know, these people rioting. They're they're a hundred percent into it, and they 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 have a kind of like an agenda associated with it. And then when they realized that. They're they're essentially going to get caught and they're going to go to jail for because it is crime what they did they committed a crime, um all of them are kind of taking a step back and saying like oh I'm really sorry I don't I don't mean to I didn't mean to do it, um I'm sorry it won't happen again and it's like that's it's not good enough it's like there's certain things like this whole idea of of saying I'm sorry and then everything just goes away is just ridiculous to me it doesn't work that way it's like you should have thought about that before you actually went out and 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 did it you know
1: yeah absolutely i mean this is the thing it's like i you won't see any real apologies because the people don't really know necessarily that they're doing anything wrong Mm. a lot of people believe it's their constitutional right to protest which i suppose it is uh but there's different ways of protesting you know there's ways of going about it and you know doing some of the things that were demonstrated you know the behavior that was demonstrated you know in the last few days and week and 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 so on in in very recent times and say it's quite worrying because it's not because of the five people that got killed and obviously one life is always too many but it's more about the ideology and how that festers in people and how that sort of gets um i suppose like transcribed really it's like trying to people are trying to understand or lack thereof of possessing any understanding as to why they're so, they feel so particularly strong about these issues, but I don't necessarily believe that they understand what they are believing in to begin with.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, like they don't have a, a ness, like they don't have, it's like as if they're jumping on a train, and essentially. It's kind of like, let me it, just do yeah. this because it, it kind of aligns with the person. It might be because they it aligns with the person they are or because somebody, they heard say it, and it's like, oh yeah, this makes sense. But, but yeah, it's it's that whole like the way that I see these riots are kind of like it's everything that we don't want riots to be, violent. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the thing about it that I think is worth exploring, uh, and I know the question was just you. You merely asked how was my week been, and I was saying I'm entertained. I've been entertained and, and been chuckling away to myself at, at looking at the the news abroad. And that's one of the things that's been happening at the moment. Um, but I think what's what we'd like to talk about today on the podcast is sort of motivations as to why people feel these sorts of... Um, the they, why they take these views and why they take to the streets to protest, sometimes in quite violent manners. I mean, this is a classic example of, you know, demonstrations of what's happened throughout human history. But there's a lot to be learned here today <coughs> if we look at what's happening over in the US in particular, as to why people are acting out the way they are, there's re you know, it's understandable, but also it's unacceptable as well, what's happening, because a lot of these people, it's a bit like, pol- it's politics in general, I suppose, frankly, is a lot of people don't really have any particular views, they're just trying to find a party that suits them, but really, it's so difficult to find an, an organisation that has a set core set of beliefs and values that matches in its entirety so it's it's very difficult to find that and a lot of people find solace with the republican movement and a lot of people find comfort in a democratic situation which is sort of what the u.s has has now or at least they think they have Uh, so it's interesting to understand precisely what why does it ring true to people and why it gets pee people out? I mean, it's for, like no other real event would get people out on the streets rallying unless there was like mass food shortages and stuff. Like, you know, it's a pretty big deal to go out there on the street and start chanting. But fundamentally what's going on, uh, that's, that's not such a straightforward answer.
0: Yeah. And there's also like the, the different movements, right? Even, even if we look at what's going on in terms of, um, the, the the pandemic if we we kind of draw a state of similarity between them and there is that whole kind of movement of the no mask movement which is um which i was actually watching a couple of videos on mostly just because i didn't really realize that it was going on and how big it was but no more than like your your violent riots that are going on for for politics there are some like Pretty violent uh, rallies going on because of this no mask movement, which is, in some ways, very irresponsible. But then it's also always comes back to the whole thing where it's like, um, you know, they go to a store no mask, and the policy is quite. It's it's the same for everyone, right? No mask, you don't get served. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter that you have money. Doesn't matter. They don't care about that at this at this time. <clears throat> but it's always the the whole the the fundamental point that they have for not wearing a mask is this is america right and there's a freedom right it's, it's the, the the freedom country and so maybe it's like uh, they believe that they have a right to riot be it peaceful or, or violent because it's a freedom country it's like well i have the freedom to do this right it's in my constitution um but i think i think there's probably a um a deeper thing in there and probably a, a misunderstanding of things and um, I don't know where it really stems from. When you think about it, if it's more of a um, personal thing, or if it's like an ethical thing, or, um, but it's it's interesting nonetheless to see how different countries really behave under t- certain circumstances. And at in a in a in a point like you'd have to see, you'd have to think like if this happened out of COVID, would riots be this kind of heated?
1: Well, I think there probably would have always been riots anyway based on i mean there, like we think back to the to the days of like the early two, 2000s and you know with the bush era and so on like i don't think there were that many riots and at least if they were we didn't hear about them i mean i suppose the news reporting was probably a lot better now than it has been in the past but rioting yeah, has but- always been something that's happened but not for a political well, yeah, I mean, it, that's that's think, not true either, really. But yeah. um, not I think to. It, com- s-
0: it comes back to like the whole point of like has the have the riots like I don't really remember of like major riots being as violent as like even the one that we've experienced, like that America has experienced on on the Capitol um, last week or this week. Um, you know, it 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 was it was crazy. Like the 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 level of violence that was uh, kind of on display there, like the, um, like they went in there with the, with the intention of causing either harm or to like, you know, mess something up, um, which is, which is not good to see. and definitely not. And then I don't know if you heard about it, but like they, after the fact and after a couple of days and the FBI apparently knew that it was going to happen, Well, they didn't know, but they had a high suspicion that it did. But they didn't really do much except for, like, um, notify the the security of of the area and kind of tell them to to watch out. But that was it. And it's like there's videos of of the policemen and everything taking pictures with the rioters and, like, high-fiving and, like, joining them and everything. So I don't know what really to believe and what's going on. And um, definitely a weird time, uh, by far, definitely.
1: Yeah, it's a very polarizing time because, like, the biggest thing that I want to kind of discuss and and sort of use this platform today to explore these things a little bit, kind of have a just just to derive a small sense of an insight. But I don't think these people are like they're not rioting necessarily or going out chanting and and marching and and taking a stand for uh, a political situation. They're angry about other things, so they're. The outlet there is, oh, Trump's going to get impeached. Oh, Trump didn't get in, Don't, didn't get let to oh. Like, I think if you asked a lot of those people, like, what are you actually supporting? They're not necessarily supporting Trump. They'd be supporting, like, Republican values, or at least what they think are Republican values. But it's like, yeah, you go on. You looked like at you. No, yeah, say, I, say just,
0: I just wanted to ask, like, um, this point before you moved away from it was, is it more the fact that a Democrat won? As opposed to like Trump losing, is that what you're saying?
1: No, I. It's a good point to make. I think it's both. Um, I think the fact that Trump lost pissed a lot of people off, and they want to see change or you know whatever they think that means, uh, whatever that's supposed to mean. And then there's obviously the the hostility towards um going back to a blue kind of you know been b- been ruled by the so-called Democratic Party. But um, so there's a combination of both there. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not American, but yeah. That's what it looks like to me. You but I think the assume, key... Yeah. What was that? You can only
0: assume, really, more than anything.
1: Oh, yeah, it's just all speculation. But what I'm interested in, in deriving from this sort of fiasco is understanding why precisely people are getting out there in the first place and what's actually driving people. And it might come across as a very basic question, but I think it's very important to understand because there's a lot of people here who feel that there's been a huge sense of injustice been done. And that's what they're that's what they're trying to push. Like, oh, the you know the election's been fake. It's it, it's all a farce. It, it, it's all government control. It, it's all censorship, and and, and so on. Um, and that may or may not be true. And I don't. I, I'm not really here today to talk about that. And that's not what this podcast is about, frankly. For any of our listeners, we're not really politically, um, um you know, unless I'm mistaken. Well, um, no one's ever ever told, told me the contrary. And um, we we're, we're not a big we're not really big into politics here. Um, but that's besides the point what's interesting to think here is to understand as to why people are so annoyed and why they feel so passionately so that they're going to go out and start to to kind of you know should, you know engage in these sorts of demonstrations and of course you know covid is obviously a large catalyst and it's a big um fire starter um it's a, a um i don't know what you call that like it, it's an, an ignition um it's going to instigate a lot of the stuff you know like as you say like no, no matter who gets in and um, there's going to be you know lots of steam that needs to be blown off because of you know this current situation so um it's worth understanding that people i suppose feeling a sense of injustice and that's an important concept to think about because that might very well be true <clears throat> and indeed it is true but the key thing there at least for me anyway certainly is to understand that yes there's a sense of injustice has been cast upon you for the very fact that you're you know, part, you know you're know you a human being is you know part of the human condition so that's all that that all, that all sorts of it's it's a prerequisite um but to think then that you can go and and march like people are looking for a cause and that's always been the case this is done this is nothing new so they're kind of jumping on to this sort of um uh, uh, you know, a, a ser- they see reasonably similarly minded people, and um, perhaps in some similar circumstances to themselves, and they're going to go out and they're going to join the cause, and that's, you know, reason enough to go out and start marching, and, and and you know, you'll get quite an army, um, if you keep going with some reasonable sort of a, you know, mandate. Um, but I think a big thing to explore here is the sense of injustice that people have, um, you know, or at least they have a sense of injustice and i think what they're better off doing frankly i i wouldn't discourage protest i think protest is fine as long as it's peaceful um however i think what's best if th- is that they learn to, to channel this energy that they've derived from their dissatisfaction into better things and maybe yeah. that's a very like 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 kind of like um like toffee-nosed um like white-collar academic sort of a view um someone who's looking at it fr- from a distance but i really do think that these people have great things to offer the world those people who you know who are doing all sorts of activities i think they're probably people i mean a lot of them are just you know tow rags i mean let's face it but there's also a lot of people out there who have been kind of getting caught into it for you know various reasons they've been easily influenced or whatever or else they're just bored or god knows there's a thorough of reasons as to why people do these things but a lot, of these, a lot of these people are very good people and they just need to channel their energy into some other area of their life um and that's hard for people, especially now and l- like nowadays.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's hard to, um, like maybe the fact that in these times, specific when I say these times, I specifically mean like now. Um, perhaps our 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 viewpoints are a bit skewed because we don't have that, uh, let's say, that freedom that we usually have. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps our thoughts are quite, uh, different, uh, because of the conditions that we've had to live in, um, mainly due to COVID and uh, restrictions and and all that kind of stuff. So perhaps these riots are also a form of expressing this kind of, okay, we've had enough, um, nearly as if like, okay, well, anything that happens that governs a kind of a standpoint, uh, like a riot or like a protest, uh, some people are just like, yeah, I'm going for it because I need to express how I feel might not be necessarily because of the specific thing that the protest is about but just mm-hmm. being out there and protesting is a, nearly like a coping mechanism for that person for the overall condition of the world that we're in today
1: yeah that's a good way of putting it and I suppose where my concern kind of stems from is that you've got people who are doing you know they're out and they're protesting and that's ah, all fine and well but like they're going to be out there next year as well protesting again and it's like I just think like a lot of these people like this protest and sort of stuff it becomes a bit of a fuck it becomes a bit a bit of a job for them you know like the, you know what I mean it's like it's a bit like you kind of like the, the I think it's quite similar to the football um um hooliganism sort of movement uh it, 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 that was acutely bad especially in the UK um about 10 years ago uh you know and there was these different gangs and stuff um it's it, it seems to have calmed down now although I might be wrong about that but um but uh like There's a bit of a culture there, you know, and it's. I think America has the the writing culture, whereas sort of perhaps the UK, like kind of the, because you've got such a large population, of football goers and and all that. It just sort of attracts. I don't know why it attracts that crowd, but there's an awful lot of people who just love to just cause a ruckus for no particular reason. And you talk to any any one of them, nine out of ten of them are good people. You know, okay, they might be a bit confused. Their ideology might might be off culture, but. If You start talking to them for a while, you'll start to understand how they've gotten the views that that they have, which is fine. You know they're entitled to do, to 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 do that, but ultimately all this behaviour is detrimental upon their own lives. That's the actual problem. That that's the kernel of the problem. I don't think what we're doing is we're not we don't give people the 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 tools that they need to explore how they might put their levels of dissatisfaction, which are quite valid in in an awful lot of cases. Um but to put it into into better use. And of course it goes without saying, like, oh, channel it into, you know, sports. But you should do the sport rather than be a spectator, you know, is a helpful thing. So if you're if you're pro if you're at a at a riot protesting, well maybe you should learn a bit more about the constitution and the nuances around it rather than just giving out out about a said thing. I just think if people did more studying at these things to understand what's actually going on here, um, then I think the violence might sort of, you know, dwindle. It'll never stop, of course, because you're always going to have violence. you can't,
0: but you can't stop it. No, uh, no, no,
1: no, 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 not. But there's a lot of people there who 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 are, um, you know, they they could do a lot better for the, There's a better way of spending a Saturday afternoon, you know, or whatever. And uh, they, but but yet they choose to go out and do these things for, you know, kick or whatever. But a lot of people are looking for a sense of belonging here. And they're not getting it in other domains of their life, and they're sort of resorting to to this sort of you know thuggery, which is just unfortunate, you know. But I think it needs to be talked about.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely understand what you're where you're coming from, um. But then again, that, that in that kind of level of of trying to find out what makes somebody, I'm I suppose, lash out in these kind of actions. I think, in, when you're when you're talking about that, you're really talking about the. Perhaps maybe the mental state of the person, but the yeah, psychological sure. behaviors of that individual. Mm-hmm. Um, again, now as you said, like they could be completely really nice people, but then certain things just trigger something that they might feel very passionate about. Like when you bring up the the hooligans and the football or soccer for the American fans, um, it's it's like that one thing that they channel all of their energy in. That no matter what happens, if they see something wrong. Bang! They're on it. It's mm-hmm. like no, I need to react this way because I'm a real fan. And I think at that point, it's a bit harder to fully understand their point unless you are them. Like in my in my head anyway, it's really hard for me to put myself in their shoes and be like, okay, I'm reacting this way because for me, a reaction that, um, that kind of explosive and that, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of over the top. Um, it's just far from my my personality and I just don't understand it, you know. It's like really difficult to understand their point of view when it comes down to those kind of stuff. And again, I just think it might be just a psychological thing more than anything. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it
1: does. It makes a lot of sense. And I suppose in a sense, like what what what's interesting is that they mightn't be able to fully articulate it themselves. But like no, no matter what, three o'clock on Saturday, I'm at the game. I'm going to have my six pack of whatever and I'm going to chug that down and I'm going to go with my friends and we're going to, you know, get hammered and do pills and, you know, wash the match and then go rob a few cars and burn them out. And yeah, we, we, you know, we had a great, we had a great weekend, lads, you know, we're back to the factory on Monday, you know? So, <laughs> so like there's that element, which isn't particularly helpful, but then there's also a lot of people who just like the sport or they just like protesting and, and like, it becomes a bit of a hobby for them, you know, and that's like that's kind of it's sad, really, because like I said, they're they they can do an an awful lot better than than what they're doing currently. But if they haven't got that competing interest, they're just going to keep keep doing it, and you know, providing you stay away from the the law. it's not really an issue. It's, you know, it's a, it's a free country; you can do as you wish. But I think it's sad because, I like in a sense, um, I'm just trying to kind of I'm just trying to to revert briefly to previous thoughts I had. So. I think, but if you go and channel your energy into something a little bit more pr- productive, it builds character. And as you build your character, and you start to get a bit more educated about things, and you see that there's other ways to channel uh, levels of frustration, um, you'll start to realize sort of how silly the whole thing is, whether you're protesting or you're, you know, you know, involved in 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 losing activities and so on. Um, you know, it's you'll start to realize after a while that it, there's actually better ways to kind of go but it's hard because people find it hard to fit into society sometimes and these outlets provide you know a, a platform to kind of do that without much kind of like entry requirements which is you know something that they might have been suffering from. they might have been suffering from like systematic like like, like discrimination across all frontiers in their lives so far and then they've like fit into this kind of group which which doesn't discriminate as far as they're concerned and you know maybe it's warranted maybe it's not but it's um it's unfortunate how they've defaulted to to that sort of set baseline thing you know it's a it's it's a difficult one to get right but i think what it kind of for me i think about these things and i go everything has an action and a consequence so people say that like some people will say that there's you know, people will ask the question: Is there any justice in in the world? And I think this is a really important thing to, to think about. And I personally think that the answer is no. There there isn't any justice in this world because that's just being clinical and being being rational. In other words, I don't believe in karma. I think the whole it's just just not it's just not a thing. Um, although I'm very f- um, fond and familiar of of, of Newton's laws you know, of motion, and uh, they imply that karma does exist. You know you know by default and by definition um in a sense right but what i'm trying to get at, without being too you know trying trying to sound as esoteric and failing miserably it's my my feeble attempt of you know getting the world more more kind of educated um no so whilst i don't necessarily believe that justice is um the default position that we're going to get i don't think there is any major justice in the world that's precisely why all of our actions are so important because what we do is we make justice exist in relation to what we do ourselves as people, how we behave and how we go forward in the world and so on. So there might like the, the shopkeeper who's trying to open up his shop on Monday morning and he, he, he wakes, he goes into the place and it's, it's been burnt to pieces because these looters have gone through the bloody, you know, the bloody town everyone else had their boards up, because they were expecting it, but that particular guy was off on a week's holidays, or whatever, you know, down to Cornwall or somewhere, and then he comes back and his place is destroyed, so, it's like, is there any justice in the world, he says to himself, right, but if this is the thing, like, you know, it's not a thing where, oh, I didn't deserve this, or I did deserve this, it just happened, but if the, those people took responsibility, for where they're, they're going, you know, and to channel their anger in better ways, they wouldn't have destroyed that that shopkeeper's you know premises. So our actions—you know—why did the person go and lose? Because they're annoyed or they're angry at something. People don't just go around go around throwing petrol bombs. Something's happened to that person that's made them that way. So that's just life, which is fine. But you are the change you wish to see in the world, as the old phrase goes. And if you want to take responsibility for yourself it's going to be a lot better because you actually make the change then. And that's where the real progress comes, I think. So without going, on, going off on, on a monologue too much, I'm not too sure if that answers your question, but it certainly made sense to the previous point you were making. Uh, yeah. Which was kind of my just my like on an,
0: like on another point from that, then you would kind of be wondering, okay, well then what, you know, yes there's something in this person's life that made them do this and then when you take a step back and you're like well then what needs to occur for this person to do the opposite because I exactly think that's, that's that's the point exactly. right it's like yeah. okay well they do this be it okay let's take uh, robbing a car and burning it for an example well then what makes the person next time not commit that kind of crime and yeah. that's Probably a lot harder to explain because now they've kind of been molded to this kind of person that they are, and and they kind of see that as either being um, cool. Some people might consider it cool, um, depending on the circle of people, the group of people that he might um, that that person uh, hangs around with. But then at the other end, it could be just a way to express himself, and again, as as you kind of said through the different things that might have happened throughout his life this is the way that he copes with it but then the the, the real question is how do we then kind of flip that coin so that he, he they start doing uh, what we would consider as being the more ethical and the more more the, the less illegal thing right yeah exactly I mean if you look at people who do these sorts of activities
1: they're actually not that happy about doing it I mean they might get an, an initial you know adrenaline rush from doing it. But if you really ask them, when they're sober the following day, are they proud of their previous day? I don't think they are. I I, I don't. I really don't think they are. I think they might believe that they are, but they're not. I don't think that anybody really wants to inflict harm on, on anybody d- directly, unless, of course, you become a threat, and that's a retaliation to any what would be threat, or at least what they perceive to be a th- as a threat. And the liberty of someone owning a shop and you destroying that well, you're going against that whole ethos of hard work and and so on. Um, if you respected those values, you wouldn't do that. So it's like there's something wrong there clearly. Um, but we need a lot more sympathy in most cases. I mean look there are some people that are just plain evil. I mean I, you know the, nothing we, we can do about that. but for most people for for most people who do these things, um, they're not terribly proud of it. I guarantee you that. And they don't want to be doing these things, but sometimes they just see no alternative. And it's just down to it's just down to someone giving them a chance, I think. But I don't know if I'm directly answering your question. Oh yeah, actually what I meant to say was at the beginning, um, was the fact that what would deter them from doing that said thing, that's not very socially acceptable. Well, it's a, it's a need to develop a competing interest. So something that they find equally as valuable in a way to spend their time as it is to do that particular thing. So if you enjoy, like, drinking excessively and, and in you know, engaging in lots of drug use, um, in order for you to stop the behavior, you're going to have to find something that you equally like that means something to you. And that might be hard, depending on where your state of mind is. But it's important to explore these things, and people need some help in even initiating that process i don't think that's particularly championed in society today at least not as much as it should be we've definitely made some steps in the right direction but 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 by and large um i mean our technology is advancing at a huge rate and that's fantastic and i'm delighted about that um as anybody who 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 understands the value of technology and what it's done to our society would be the problem though of course is that we haven't advanced half as much emotionally in terms of maturity as we have to keep up with the technology So now we're sort of in a situation where we need to kind of go back to the more basics, I think, really. It's going back to, like, oh, we have a a, a flat-screen TV. Isn't that wonderful? Let's go back to to the big, like, cathode ray tube of a TV. That's where we still are in terms of human. um, uh, Like, Carol Rogers has this book called On Becoming a Person, right? And uh, it's a fantastic book because it you know i can go on about it but it's a great read and everyone should everyone should should read it um but that stuff that was pioneered in like the 1960s i mean this is sort of this is kind of where we are in terms of human um emotional growth and and, and well-being and stuff like that you know we're quite basic creatures and uh we live in a highly techn te- te- we live in a highly techn oh, i can i can't even say the word now we live in a very very advanced society as far as technology is concerned but we're really quite rudimentary creatures and we need to pay attention to what we're, what, what we're up to precisely. And uh, sometimes that's a bit hard to define. And I think that's why it's really interesting to have a look at these sorts of cultures, where you have like the football hooliganism as an, as an example and riders as another. So the Trump riots recently are a primary, um, a perfect example of this. But the two groups of people have an awful lot in common because they're missing certain elements in their lives which are really, really important if if they're not there then the whole thing just doesn't really hold any water and you end up with a rather wayward sad character who could be much better than what they currently are today
0: yeah and but again it's like getting them to to be better i think is 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 where we're we're all going to struggle um and also when when you look at it then it comes down to the whole point of do they want to change because when you look at change that that imposes a certain amount of effort on the person, right? Even though there has though to be a reason to,
1: for that effort. Like they have to want yeah. to see why there's actually a problem in their actions in the first place, which is difficult because it mightn't be very clear to them that they're
0: doing anything wrong in the first place. Mm-hmm. So getting getting to that point where they see the value, because it, it, like whenever you whenever you change who you are, because in a way they'll be changing who they are, uh, it's always going to be harder to do that. Um, especially if you don't directly see why you need to do it or uh, why uh, it's beneficial to you because this is who you are. So having that motivation to change, I think, is quite difficult for certain people. Yeah,
1: it definitely is, especially when you can't see a clearly set-defined goal as to why precisely I might need to reconsider some ways I'm spending my my time. You know, it's very hard to come to a point where you start to go, oh, actually, I, I, I was wrong there. It normally has to be pointed out to people. And, you know, I don't think we're very good in society of listening to other people who might have a better opinion, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah.
1: And there's so, little to no mo- motivation to try and explore those parts of what's important, which is sad, really.
0: So this is a sec- This is a sector that should be heavily researched, right? <laughs> Trying to get that uh, connection between um, psychological behavior or human behaviors that spring this, so that then we can find a way to counteract it.
1: Yeah, like I think it's more about promotion of the fact that it's an issue and the fact that not that because, like, when you say it's an issue, it sounds like oh, that's a bad thing. Something's an issue. It's a negative na- connotation conti- conti- straight away. It's just something that would be <clears throat> if you chan- if you if you challenge this you'd really have a better life because you'd be more honest with yourself. And mm-hmm. that's important because I don't think a lot of people are very honest with themselves at all. Um, which goes back to the reason why they don't precisely know what they want to begin with anyway, which is difficult to define, you know, at, you know, like regardless. But it's very difficult when you're swimming. If you're in a race and you don't know how long the race is, you you know, you're going to have a problem with your pace. You know what I mean? So it's a bit like that really. It's... um. You're, you're sort of like what you're saying is we need to research this more well that's true but we also know quite a lot about it however what we're going to know like like, like our grand sum total of human knowledge in those sorts of domains in terms of, of psychology and and neuroscience and consciousness and all these sorts of things we're very limited to what we can know so i think we're, we're nearly there I, th- I think we have most of the research actually done it's just Pragmatically, how do we deliver this to the the ordinary everyday Joe on the street and how can he use it to help himself? you know yeah, that's but, then, but then but then at the
0: other side, it's like you know you might have all this research done, but then it's the application of the research that is quite challenging, so
1: that's exactly it that's that's my yeah. point exactly really so
0: getting get there's no point in having all of this theory done if we can't apply it in practice so and yeah, then when we actually go and apply it in practice, perhaps we see that the theory is quite flawed um, because you might be basing it on on certain conditions that um, through time might be varied and might be changed. So, yeah, it's kind of a sector that that is interesting. Um, I mean, you know yourself, and maybe maybe I've mentioned it before, but behavioral psychology is quite interesting to me. Uh, And this kind of falls in that branch, right? It's like how Mm. somebody behaves and then, is there a way kind of comes back to the whole question that i hear kind of i used to hear more frequently um uh, than than i do now i suppose now i kind of look at different things but the whole question of can people be reprogrammed right yeah and then that that notion kind of kicks in here like how do we change somebody's perspective how do we reprogram them to see to change essentially yeah
1: i mean it's a great question um Because the question then is, well, is that intervention required? And what are the criteria for intervention? Like, it's sort of like you want to, like, there's certain sort of things that are required before you go into, say, um, like psychotherapy, for example. You need to have some conditions met in order to, it's got to be you who wants it. And you gotta want change, and you gotta want to to define these things, and you gotta be open and accepting to hearing what somebody else has to say about these things. So if those things aren't in place, well then the therapy is never going to work. But you've also got to have a reason for wanting to do it. And an embarrassing amount of people, an embarrassing high number of people are, you know, not initiating this this treatment them, themselves. It's been sort of like forced upon them by, say, prison officers, or it could be. Um, a sanction at, at the workplace or there'd be some you know consequence if they don't do it which is you know they still don't know why they need to change but um i think a lot of it just comes down to giving people time to understand you know to communicate see this is part of the problem is that we're not really trained to communicate very well um i'm not too sure if we've ever covered communication on this i think we probably have i i can't quite remember um But it's a topic we we did.
0: We did have an episode about around uh, how to have a good conversation. So, okay, right. So
1: that's like one branch of it, right? So that's like, yeah. I mean, but it's it's a very very broad topic. Um, I was laughing to myself one time. I had a lecturer in in college, and she had she had a she. The reason I know is because she kept bloody telling us. Oh, I've got a master's in education, or sorry, in uh, well, actually, that's that's also equally sort of um, you know woo woo, but uh, no, she's got a, a master's in communication, and uh, she kept telling us about it. I, do, I I don't know why. I I can't figure out why. Um, but I thought the whole thing was quite laughable up until relatively recently, and then I realised actually that's actually quite an instant topic because it sort of covers everything. It covers the 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 scientific uh, literature. It covers the um. The sociological stuff, it, it covers all domains, really. And I hadn't really thought about it. You know, the linguistics and everything, really. So it, it is quite an interesting field. But anyway, I'm going off topic again. So um, it's sort of like going back to what you were saying. You were talking about um, basically how we need to be aware of a change that needs to be, like what's going to instigate someone to change their spots when leopards don't like to change their spots because they, they don't think that they need to in the first place mm-hmm. and how is that initiated well, it's not so straightforward as to how it's initiated and how it's tackled unless it's tackled sort of by force by you know like i say it could be um a prison system that enforces you to do a drug rehabilitation program or, or you know there are quite extreme examples now of course but like you'll typically you typically won't do this um on your own, it might take a failed marriage to to make it happen. It might take one of your kids not speaking to you, to make it happen. There there'll be consequences in your life that will make you think, oh, maybe my drinking is kind of out out of control. This is the third time in the last three months where I've been late for work. You know stuff like that. So that'll start to go. Oh, actually, I think I might have a little bit of a problem here, or something like that. And then the then the intervention starts, and it's all voluntary, and it kind of makes sense. And there's a you know, but there has to be the good few of the jigsaw pieces sort of ready and available to slot into the place before any real progress is, is made. This is all obvious, but why I'm sort of emphasizing it here is because I suppose we need to at least raise an awareness with respect to how these things might come about in terms of actually wanting to make a change. Um, so essentially,
0: it, what it, it starts <coughs> with you, right? It starts with each individual person.
1: Oh, absolutely. But the problem is that they're in often cases. Like I say, in the absence of the initiation of force through external people, there's very little people who are going to voluntarily have the conversation, at least this has been my experience, where you'll sort of derive a sense of, oh, actually, I could really use in changing with this here. And there's, there's lots of reasons for that. But it's like we do seem to lack an awareness, generally speaking, of how we might be feeling with a said thing, and we'll keep going until we hit a real problem and by then, often it's sort of not that it's too late or anything, because it's never too late. But we could have saved ourselves an awful lot of hassle if we just hadn't had acknowledged the truth and had told ourselves the truth and operated off the premise of the truth to kind of begin with. Um, it's often much easier to do anything but just that.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to add to to that, but I think you kind of really, really summarize that pretty well, to be honest. Um, and I, I don't know if there's any listeners out there that maybe they do have a master's in communication. or Maybe they do have an additional kind of viewpoint on it uh, that I'd like to share. Um, of course, all of our kind of communication points are in the description box below. Uh, email address and Twitter. Get in contact with us. I think this one is kind of one that uh, the more people let us know what they think Maybe the better we can conclude. Um, Yeah, because... Having more viewpoints is is always good.
1: It's so easy to look at people like the Trump protesters and, oh, it's Democrat versus, like, Republican. Oh, screw you. I hate your policies. I don't like you. I don't, you know... And all these sorts of, like, you know, judgments and thinking and and, um, uh, attaching labels. And, I mean, the problem is with all these things. I mean, these are very human... Um, traits you know these are things that people tend to do and they all tend to be terribly inaccurate and they're all based on a foundation which is very which which is shaky at best and it really comes most of it comes from a lack of being able to think clearly and strategically and that is not necessarily the fault of everybody but it goes back to communication and it goes back to sort of how we're taught these things Either it's our parents or lack of a parent who isn't particularly wise to these things. Our peer group is also not particularly wise because, you know, parents by and large are roughly the same bunch of people because we're all roughly the same within reason when we're, we're raising kids. We all make the same mistakes. Um, and how we're, we're sort of going towards another generation when that's kind of where culture is derived from. So kind of how... I don't know if that's the actual definition, but, like, how people sort of behave. Here's a classic example, right? So, I will walk down the street in my local town, and anybody who's sort of, like, below the age of 30, there's a high chance they won't, like, have this inert, not inert, that's the wrong word, innate um, urge or sort of sense of obligation and duty to actually greet you and acknowledge you and um, make eye eye contact with you and say, and, say, and and say hello and simply greet you, and that's not because I live in London. You know, what I mean, or anything like that. This is just like a I live in you know a, a, a relatively like you know like old kind of school Irish town. I'll be moving soon, but um, until then, um, like there are different parts of the countryside too. You know where this is precisely this 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 holds true, um, but. This isn't just like a, a location issue. This is like a this is actually a generational issue. I view this as, and anybody who's under thirty, they're relatively reticent to say hello to you in person directly. This is just like my own experience. Um, maybe I'm I don't know imagining things, which is also quite possible. But I don't think so. Um, there's this. Th- there seems to be quite a trend. Now I don't I don't know the science behind this. You know, social scientists to the rescue here. Hopefully there's some studies done, but. Um, Anybody who's over who's who's over forty, they're gonna make an effort to say hello to you. It's just I don't know, is it a sense of maturity? I don't know what it is. If I could transport myself to like nineteen fifties Japan, let's have a look and see how they, they they were doing with this sort of metric. I don't I, I don't know. But um there's sort of a cultural shift with this, with how we we were raising people. Um, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it I'm just saying that this is a consequence as to how we're living and we don't mean to have these knock-on effects but the knock-on effects are happening and mental health is getting worse now than you know it's now overtaking heart disease in the US for being the leading cause of death right so there's something wrong here or at least not, not that it's wrong but there's, there's a new issue that's like surfacing but this is just like a it's a side it's a it, it's a um, how do you say it? it's a side effect to what's happening with the world and how it's becoming more advanced? And that's a good thing. But like I said earlier in the podcast, we need to be we need to really have a high weighting in terms of importance as to take a look at how we are perceiving ourselves and others and how we mind ourselves during the day in terms of our mental health. It's very important stuff. And a lot of the stuff explains why we have our Trump riders, you know, shooting, you know, shooting, you know, um, uh, I was going to say shooting blanks, but I suppose they could be doing that too. I don't know, but uh, yeah. like like <laughs> shoot, shooting guns in the air and uh, all that, you know. And
0: shooting the exp- shit.
1: Yeah, it explains a lot of society's behavior, and it's interesting to think about, and it's important to to, to think about, and it's good to use these um, events as a perfect platform to let's talk about this this week because, um, you know, the situation in the U.S. is important to think about because um it's you know it makes the news for a reason and people have have lost their, their their lives now again over these things and we need to remember why these things happen and i think it's all down to very basic um human psychology you know you don't need to have a you don't, you don't need to have studied this formally this is quite easy stuff um if you're willing to just take unravel the veil and and, and see That it's worth looking at because it's actually more intuitive. The solutions are more intuitive than we might think. We're just probably not either a interested or b open to 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 them, and we should be because there's a lot to be derived and gained from it. And people are impatient and they don't have a lot of time, and their time is very valuable, and that's absolutely true. But we need to understand what's what's more valuable actually, and um, we have a schedule, but we also need to build in a contingency into that schedule in relation to what we're doing. And that's worth remembering, I think, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I hope people got something out of this this episode. Um, hopefully they got something that they didn't really think about, maybe a different perspective. And, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of it, you've been listening to... The Eudaimonia Podcast. And I've been your host, Mick. And I, I'm Don. Uh, hope everybody has a good week. Good weekend, and I will catch you the following Monday, same time, same place. A Peace. We are there.
1: You've been listening to the Eudaimonia podcast, and I am Mick, and I am erect. <laughs> I just wanted to say that so you could like cut it out at the end. Thank you. No,
0: but I won't, I won't cut it out.
1: <laughs> I will disown all of you if you don't cut it out. Mic drop. And I, and I am erect. I just, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> oh, oh, that's golden. Golden shit.